to everyone as we get ready to get started tonight we ask that you would join me in prayer holy father we thank you now in the name of jesus lord we thank you for your grace we thank you for your mercy we ask and pray that you would continue blessing us lord with your wisdom and with your knowledge father for we recognize and do confess from our mouth which from our hearts lord that we don't know nothing all that we know because you have taught us all that we have because you have given unto us so tonight father we ask that you would continue to bless us with your wisdom and your knowledge let your words of healing that you sent out to heal us heal us god emotionally spiritually and physically may your blessings be upon all who is watching tonight and all that are present tonight father for we do honor you and glorify you for being the almighty god our lord our creator and we thank you tonight father even in the midst of this pandemic that we're going through god we still give you glory we still praise you we still know and confess and believe and trust that you are in control of everything lord and everything is at your disposal so we thank you father and we pray for our president we pray for leaders around the world governors senators mayors all god we ask in the name of jesus even down to your leadership uh, of your people father that you would continue to bless us and watch over us in jesus name we thank you amen all right good evening everyone we welcome you uh into our bible study tonight and we ask that you will get your bibles out as we journey through the word of god tonight we're going to be talking about mastering fear. Mastering fear. And I want to drop this on you. Is that one thing I've learned that fear is found in the lack of knowledge. Uh, where there's a lack of knowledge about a subject or a matter, then fear will always be there. Uh, because if you don't have the knowledge, then fear will begin to give you knowledge. Uh, only to be fearful. We know the Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So, but we as individuals have to learn how to master fear. Because if you don't master fear, fear would master you. Uh, you can always think when you're doing something positive, or you have a positive outlook, or a positive mindset, then fear would always come in to interrupt that to always show you a negative side of your positive thinking or your positive will. But if you ever notice that whenever you have a mindset for negativity or evil, then fear never enters or never disturb you or never bother you or never enter into your mindset. So uh, what fear does is that it causes you, because of the lack of knowledge, to do everything differently than what it could do. So tonight, we hope that we can drop a few words of wisdom to help you master fear. We're going to look at the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and verse 26. Uh, we talked about this Sunday about Thomas doubting Jesus and said, I won't believe it's you uh, unless I uh, can touch uh where the nails were and touch where you was wounded. Uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 26, 
uh, after eight days again. Now that means that an event happened prior to this. So notice what the scripture says in the book, book of John. Follow along with me in chapter 20 and verse 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were with him and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, notice they had shut the doors to ensure no one came in from the outside. They barricaded themselves in. Most people would probably look at what's going on now, and they would probably call it uh, being um, quarantined. Uh, but they didn't quarantine themselves because it was just them. They went in. We don't want to add nothing to it and, and try to look at what's going on today and say, here's a quarantine. No, they didn't quarantine. What they did was they shut the door and they closed the doors because they didn't want anyone from the outside coming to the inside because there were too many, there were uh, too many pressures. Jesus had just died and the memories of the cross were still fresh in their minds and they could be next on the line of death if they were not careful because after all, the penalty of preaching Christ or the gospel that Christ preached or the gospel of Christ, wherever your understanding is, uh, they were persecuting them or they probably had fear that they would be put to death. So notice again, when all of this happened, eight days after eight days, the scripture says after eight days, uh, again, his disciples were with him and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. And I'm look at verse 27 because then said, he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hands, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Notice, be not faithless, but believing. So again, when we look at mastering fear, the only way you're going to master fear is that you have to believe. And you cannot be faithless, but you have to believe. And everything that's going on, you would think that through this thing that we're going through, you would think people will get their lives closer to Christ or to become closer to Christ or to solidate their relationship with Christ. But again, the Bible is saying that in the last days, they're going to be a great falling away uh, from the faith. And a lot of them, a lot of people are falling away from the faith. Um, we, you know, we make excuses why not to worship the Lord, our God? Uh, we'll make a hundred excuses why we can't worship him, but we can't come up with one legitimate reason why I should worship him. Uh, and if you say, well, I got a reason, my reason is because the Lord blessed me with a home or he blessed me. No, that means you're only worshiping him for the materialistic things. You know, how's your relationship? I, I, I'm telling you all again. The Bible is still fulfilling every day. He says there's going to come a time that you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You know, so the thing of it is, is that you have to look at where your relationship is now with Christ opposed to as you live this life. So, again, they, they shut the door because they, they, they were fearful. 
and this is how most of us are, is that we'll close everybody and everything, even God, out of our life because when we don't understand what's going on, then we let fear master us instead of us mastering fear. Again, I'm going to remind you, the scripture says that he have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Your mind have to be sound. Why? Because fear is your, 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 your conscious of fear will speak to you. And notice what I said in the beginning. You can be only when you're doing something positive or you're doing something with a positive outlook that fear will come in and give you every option to say why. But then when you're doing something negative, fear never steps in. So they close the doors because of the pressure, you know, with again, Jesus dying, the memory of the cross and everything. And, and they was probably fearful that they could be the next ones. Jesus came in the doors being shut and stood with them. Now that's giving them confidence. That's giving them power. That's giving them assurance when he stood in the midst of them. And this was a glorious thing Jesus did on that day. And he do the same thing by the way of his spirit with us is that when we have something fear and you, you know when fear is pressuring you is because you have the lack of sleep, the lack of appetite and everything. And you just shun off and close yourself up because you're wondering what's going to happen. So Jesus came in, the doors were shut, but he came right in through the doors, stood in the midst of them. Now, if, if, if we only believe then will we see the glory of the Lord. And if we do not believe, then we can't see his glory. Amen? Now, one thing is that we, we want to look at is that what when we look at that word uh, glory, let's see if we can get a definition on that word glory. Glory means high renown or honor won by notable achievements. To fight and die for the glory of one's nation. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving offered to God. So if we want to see the Lord's glory, if we want to see the glory of the Lord, it's through praise, worship, and thanksgiving that we offer to God. And when we look at all of this, Jesus defied the power of locks and bolts. So that means that regardless of where we try to lock up and hide, Jesus can get through all of that. And, and he defiled doors and walked right in. There's nothing that can keep Jesus shut out. Not even our attitude, not even our negative thinking, not even our unfaithfulness can keep him locked out. <clears throat> David said, if I make my bed in hell, He's right there. If I take the wings of an eagle and fly away, the Lord is there. He's everywhere. That's one of his attributes. He's omnipresent. So nothing could keep Jesus out away from his uh, disciples because he defiled everything. So this is the good news that we have today in Christ. So we have to ignore the doors that were locked. And there's a capacity in us to walk through those doors as demonstrated by our Lord here. Same way Jesus walked through those doors. Now, I'm speaking on, on a spiritual level here. Is that walking through a locked door, you can make it through it. 
Now, I'm not saying that you're going to walk through a door, you know, that'll be the Lord's will if he wants you to do that. But I'm saying things that have locked you out, you can walk through them. You have to ignore the doors that were locked as there's a capacity that's in us. Remember the Bible say the power that worketh in us, the Holy Spirit in us to walk through those doors as demonstrated by Jesus. What we see the master do, we must also do and that is not be limited by anything because we have confessed according to the word that we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength so there are doors in our life that were stubbornly sealed and I want to emphasize today walk through them they were sealed because either we sealed them or someone else sealed them and a good uh, 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 person that probably sealed them was a long time ago. It could have been your parents or it could have been someone you trusted that told you what you would never be, what you cannot do. It is impossible. You don't have the education. You don't have the strength. You don't have the money. You don't have the friends. You don't have the knowledge. So all of those things were just doors that were sealed. And you can walk through them doors just as Jesus did when, when they locked the doors and went in and Jesus went in. So you have to demonstrate the same thing is that what we see Jesus do, we have to be able to do. We can walk through them. Even in their state of closure, we can walk through them. Don't let it limit you. Don't let it stop you. I'm just encouraging you to walk through it. Don't, don't, don't just look at a true story. When me and my wife first set out looking for a house. We had kind of figured already sit down and discuss, you know, the house we wanted, how many bedrooms, uh, 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 burglar bars and everything. I saw this beautiful home that sits on a corner lot. And I wanted it so bad. It was one block from the main, uh, I would call it a highway. Um, my wife didn't like it because her fear was is that when she was single and lived by herself, she had gotten, uh, well, her home was broken into. So that was her fear. So what I did was I respected her fear and we continued to look. Well, we rode through this neighborhood and then we saw this house. So we went, looked through the windows and we say, this look almost like, you know, this is what we want. So it had burglar bars and they were locked and, and, and the doors were locked and it had a, 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 a realtor's lock on it. So it only, only way we could see it was through the windows. Well, at the time we was living with my brother-in-law and so we, I just decided to say, let's try some keys and see if it'll open up the doors. So we start trying keys and it opened up the back door. And when it opened up the back door, we had access to go inside of the house. And we looked at the house. We started making plans for the house. The house was already clean and winterized and waiting on the new owners. We hadn't talked to a realtor or no one. So we looked at it. We prayed and we 
told God this is the house we wanted. It had the burglar bars to make her feel secure and everything. The Bible says that, you know, we have to walk with them according to their knowledge and everything. So when we looked at everything, we started cleaning the house. We got bleach. We started cleaning it. And then finally we stopped and said, wait a minute, you know what? We haven't talked to no one. We're really trespassing, you know. Uh, now that, that's, that's, that, that's coming in. I say, you know, and then we spent all this money cleaning this house, sanitizing it. What happened if we don't get it? And then next thing came out, well, whoever get it, they're going to have a well clean, sanitized home. So we went, uh, talked to the realtor about it, put our bed in, and the door was closed. Said it's impossible, it's not going to happen. Showed us the paperwork of the listings in the home. Said there's no way in the world the least expensive house in this neighborhood is 59.1. This was like 20 something years ago. 59.1. There is no way possible you're going to get this home for 46000 so I said, well, you know what? We'll bid $46,999.99, but I would not bid that one penny to make it $47,000. If we don't get this home, we'll keep looking because we know that God has something for us and we're not going to stop until we find it. Well, the secretary called us a few days later, all excited, asked us please not to reveal to her bosses or the office that she sneaked and called us because the conversation, that's why the Bible say be careful when you're talking because a bird will take it back to the king. So obviously they had been discussing us in the office saying, you know, about our bid was ridiculous and what we couldn't get and what we weren't going to be able to do. Well, that was a door that was open because then the secretary called us and told us we got the house, we won the bid, so we was able to get the house way under cost. And then we stayed there a few years, did some remodeling, and then my wife decided she wanted a new home, so we sold it. First thing that happened, woman wanted to buy it, we was going, we had the realtor to put it on the market for about seventy or eighty thousand. Uh, the woman couldn't get the loan. So I started panicking because I was like, I don't want this new house to be finished. And then we were caught trying to pay two notes. So I asked the realtor to lower the price. I just wanted to sell the house and get out from up under it. Well, lo and behold, she boosted the price up to uh, over, uh, over $90,000. So the first thing I went to saying, that's the devil. This de devil just messing with us and everything. And, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, come around. The same lady who couldn't get the bid for a cheaper price, she said, I have to have this house, especially knowing that a pastor and his wife lived here. I have to have this house. And I say, man, that's nothing but the devil. If she couldn't get a loan for that amount, how in the world is she going to get it for 90000 Say the devil is just, when I can get them words out of my mouth, she got the bid and got the loan. So God worked everything out because God knew everything we needed and everything that was in place. So that's what I'm saying. You, you have to watch it because uh, with the lack of knowledge, then fear would dominate you. You cannot master fear without knowledge. See? And you have to understand this. So that's why I'm saying walk through them. Don't wait for the day that they're open because a lot of people is waiting for the day that them doors will be open. And some of them say, well, you know what? Uh, can't no one close the doors that God opened? Can't no one open the doors that God closed? Now, God may allow those doors to be closed to see where your faith is. 
if you're going to let that stop you or you're going to walk through them with your faith. And that's simply what we did. Now, that door, uh, here's another one I want to point out. That door of disease that bolted you away from your health, walk through it. That door of poverty that kept you in fear and confusion, walk through it. You have to make the decision to do something about it. It's all through the Bible. The blind man, that was a door of blindness that kept him from seeing what his parents and the beauty of God's creation. Jesus brought him through them doors. The man that was lame that laid by the pool for 38 years, that was a door that was closed that he couldn't walk or run. He had to depend on someone. So the Lord walked him through that door. So we have to understand that these doors may be there, but we can walk through them. And it, it's going to take, again, what I said in the beginning, you're going to have to believe. And you're going to have to trust God. And, and, and through life experience, this is what's going on. People do, let me say this, people. We do a lot of Christian talking. We make it sound good that we are a believer and we trust God. And my faith is so solid. But your Peter said your faith is going to be tested. And we find out, Jay Snell said, Dr. Jay Snell gave a definition of faith. He said, faith is instructions that God gave you to walk by or to do. And we won't even apprehend to those instructions. Like he told Abraham, he said, Abraham, when you go back and look, they call Abraham the father of faith. Why? It's because God said, Abraham, come here. I want you to get up among your kindreds and just go to a place I'll show you. He didn't question God. He obeyed what God said. Yeah. Are y'all listening to me? And then what he did was he began to walk. And then God said, wherever your feet treads, that's yours. We lose out on a lot of things because we don't obey God. We let fear dominate us when we should master fear. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at Daniel and the lion's den. You know, they all mastered fear. And how did they do that? By their trust and believing in God. I love what those three Hebrew boys said. They told the king, they say, king, we, we're not going to bow down. I'm going to give you one more chance. We will play the music again. I'm going to give you one more chance to bow down to worship me. King, I'm, I, we, we're just not going to do it. And, and we know that our God would deliver us. And if he don't, it's not that he can't. It's just that he choose not to. But bottom line, we're not going to worship you. Look at Job. Job say, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. So that's where we have to be. So a lot of times, I mean, people, we got to get it together because, listen, this here that we're faced with, with this uh, COVID-19, not just the virus itself, but everything about the virus. And it's, it's good. It, look, I'm encouraging you. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay. It's because, remember, where there's a lack of knowledge, fear dominates. And because we don't have a knowledge of, of this thing, we only know in bits and pieces of what we've been hearing on the news. We don't know who's right, who's wrong, who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. Where did it really start from? Was it in the food? Was it uh, 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 the Chinese doctor? We don't know nothing. We only know what the media shows us. You know, and because we have no knowledge of nothing, then fear dominates us. So the first time someone coughs, we're afraid. First time someone sneezes, we're afraid. 
And, 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 and it's okay. I'm not telling you that you walk out there like you Superman. You know, because this thing is, is deadly. It's proven to have been deadly. It's proven that. But to people with bad health. So you, you have a right to have fear. Because anything we don't have knowledge of, fear is going to dominate us. So, okay, well, Bishop, what about you? Yes, I have a certain fear level is because I don't have no knowledge of this. Once I hear this part and I think it's right, I hear someone over here dictating. You hear the Republican saying one thing, the Democrat saying something, somebody else saying something, and then on social media, everybody is saying something. You're getting all these video clips, so I, I shut everything off. You probably only will catch me now on social media through our live streaming. I don't even hardly like to even get on it, you know, especially those messengers. People always sending you a message, and it's always about something. Look, I don't want to hear it unless you can tell me how exactly, facts, how this thing started, facts, where it started, facts, who started it, facts, how was it created, facts. Then I really don't want to hear from you. Because what happened, you start getting all of these conflicting things and then fear starts. And, and this is why people don't understand we're being dominated as Christians, believers in Christ. There are more homeless people that have more faith than uh, some of the saints living in their three, four, five, ten bedroom houses. Because we allow fear to dominate us. So we'll run and go lock in. Because we don't understand, and that's quite all right. So, Bishop, how do you deal with it? I shut everybody and everything out, and I put my trust and belief in God that if I'm going to quote Psalms 91, then I'm going to live it. To say, Lord, you said, and I trust you at your word that is written, that these things shall not even come near me. So I trust you, God. You know, now I'm not going to put God through a foolish test and, and go into a room full of, excuse me, of people that may be suffering from it. I'm not going to put God through a foolish test and say, see, I'm, a, I'm not going to put God through a foolish test and say, okay, wait, I'm going to get on my boat and I'm going to go out in the middle of Galveston Ocean and then I'm going to let them drive the boat back and I'm going to walk on the water. You know. I'm not going to put God through a foolish test and jump up on top of the roof and jump down to the ground and say, if he can give a charge to a legion of angels to catch Jesus before his foot dash on the ground, then he could do it for me. I'm not going to put God through a foolish test. Now, if God say, John, and let me tell you something. I don't have no question about God talking to me is because I'm considered his sheep. I know his voice and the voice of a stranger I would not adhere to. If God say, I want you to go, I'm going to have these people that are sick in the hospital. I'm going to send you there and I want you to heal them all. That would be different. That would be different. Or if I get a call from a member who says, Pastor, I need you to come and pray for me because I'm sick. Now I have a obligation, a duty to the scripture 
that says when they call on the elders, let them go. That means men and elders have a responsibility to go, pray over them, lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, and say that the sick shall recover, and if they committed any sins, their sins shall be forgiven. But I'm not just going to, because you didn't see it through the Bible where they just went looking for sick people. No. They brought them to Jesus. So you have to understand is that you got to watch how fear would play those words and conversations with you. So we as believers, we have to check our relationship with God. And, and again, it's okay. If you don't have the knowledge of something, then fear. Fear acts as a, it can act, act as a tool of caution. And when that tool of caution there, it should make you go and research some knowledge on it. Or you leave it alone because you don't know. So you have to seek the knowledge about it. So this is what we, have to, what we have to do. So again, we have to walk through them. Don't wait for the door to be open. The doors of disease that bolted you in from your health, walk through it again. That door of poverty that keep you in fear and confusion, walk through it. On his arrival, Jesus announced peace. Notice what he said. He said peace. In verse 26, at the very end, he said, peace be unto you. Now, that, that's where you got the peace of the Lord. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, they that keep their minds stayed on him, he shall keep them in perfect peace. See? That's one thing you have to understand. He'll keep you in perfect peace. So he said, peace be still. He is the man of peace who brings order where chaos resides. That's what Jesus does. Remember he told his disciples, he said, I want you to go. Don't take no script, take no purse. He said, I want you to go and enter in. And where you enter into the house and they accept you in, they take care of you. If they don't, then I want you to leave, shake the dust off your feet at the seals of their door, leave and watch what he says. Take your peace with you. That's what he told his disciples. Take your peace with you. So wherever Jesus come in that he give peace. And you know what? Wherever fear, listen to me, wherever fear is dominating you, ask Jesus to come in. Ask him to come in and walk with you through that door. Oh, you have to, even if you have to pray and say, Lord, I have barricaded myself in because of fear. Because I don't understand what's going on and I only trust you, Lord, in this hour, in this minute. And I'm too afraid to open up my door. I'm speaking your door now of your faith. You know what Jesus would do by the power of his Holy Spirit? He'll walk through that door that you'd barricaded yourself in. And when he walked through, he'll give you peace. And that's what we have to do is depend on him. Because he is the man, the Lord, who brings peace and order where chaos reigns. He imposes tranquility in situations of pandemonium. That's what the Lord does. Regardless of what's going on, he remember in the ship, he was down in the stern, sleep, and the storm came up, and they were afraid because, and they had every bitter right to be with fear because. They didn't understand. All they knew that was a storm. And he said, peace be still. 
And they say, wow, what manner of man is this? Even the winds obey him. And he looked, he took them, oh, ye of little faith. Now that you know you have Jesus in your life, you shouldn't be letting fear dominate you. It's all right, as I said last week, to be cautious. But don't let fear dominate you. Don't let it dominate you. The funny thing about it is, is that people will allow fear to dominate them from, from worshiping the Lord, but it does not dominate them to keep them from going to what they call essential things. You go to the stores, the stores are crowded. People not in there worried about walking around with Lysol spraying it. No, they're just getting their groceries. You know, but the least little thing that fear can dominate them, they become afraid. You know, what would the Lord do? He will calm your storm today because you are a believer in his capability. If you don't believe in his capability, then he cannot calm your storm. People will go everywhere. I've seen it. If they know they're going to get some money, they don't care nothing about COVID-19. They coming to get their money. But if it say let's worship and pray, they ain't coming. They'll find every reason to stay away. People, I'm telling y'all, we need to reevaluate because it's not this virus that's causing a falling away. The falling away started a long time ago. The falling away started when you first said you're going to accept Christ as your Savior. And then just felt, most people think, uh, look, it, it, it started way before people stopped coming to church. That's not what it's about. The falling away from the faith is your faith in Christ. That's why the scripture says in Jeremiah 3.15, verse 16, you know, he said, look, I'm married to the backslider. Return back to me. So we have to watch it. We're putting, we're putting this world above Christ. We're putting our own selfish needs above Christ. He's nowhere, I'm sorry, y'all, but here's the truth. He's nowhere in our equation. And what I mean our equation as believers, as leaders in the body of Christ, too many leaders, we're praying prayers that we don't even believe God can do. We're like holding on with a thread. Like, I hope the Lord do this because if he do it, then it'll boast my ego and let the people know I'm the right hand person to Jesus. There are too many leaders and teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers who are teaching and preaching the gospel of, that Jesus Christ preached. They are, we are doing it when I say we because I'm talking about as believers in Christ. No certain name. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We're doing all of this preaching and teaching and probably don't even believe but 30% of what we're talking about. Because our actions follow what we believe. See, and everything is just becoming just a good feeling. Even God know that God, look, it, it ain't the first time. God said, look, the people praise me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. Leaders are more concerned about being popular or being the chosen 
or being the great one among their peers and people instead of pleasing God. See, they, I, I can't let Jesus be more popular than me. Because if Jesus be more popular than me, then the people won't sing my praises. People, it's time for us to give the church back to Jesus. In fact, you know what? I'll tell you like this. Since most of them say the Lord said, here's a message for you. Either give it back to him or he's going to take it back with whatever means necessary. If it means to kill you and move you out of the way, he's going to get his church. Because he said in the beginning, not to do it with overstrength. It belongs to him. He have the right to the church that he died and shed his blood for. And was resurrected for. It belongs to him. You know. So again, he will calm your storm. Because you are a believer in his capability. At one time the disciples were panicking in the boat. Because of the storm which had risen. And they woke up Jesus. And remember I just told you he spoke and said peace be still. Matthew 4 and 39. Also uh, that second time he spoke peace be still. Here when he walked in the door and there. You shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be dominated by fear. When you let the Lord in your life, he'll come in and, and give you peace. Yeah. There are times, I'm going to share with you how you do it. When something bothering you and fear is dominating you, that's when you need to call up on God Almighty in the name of Jesus and just ask the Lord, Lord, give me peace. Lord, this thing is dominating me. It's getting the best of me. I don't know what to do, Lord. I can't handle it. I can't deal with it. But I trust in you. Whatever happened, I trust in you. You know, give me peace. God will give you peace. You won't be laying up there with your mind going. You know, dealing with some, some things with my mom. And it became overbearing. You know, and I, I, I still feel as though the doctor is not telling me everything. I start having them restless nights, appetite going away, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, Lord, my wife looked at me like, really? Yes, appetite going away and sometimes you force yourself to eat. But the whole time I was still saying, Lord, I, I need you right now. Because right now, you know, uh, uh, I know there come a time that we all have to go be with the Lord. But I'm like, you know, again, fear only dominates when you don't have knowledge of what's going on. So without having any knowledge, I started tracing back and started talking to my wife. And knowledge, God gives you knowledge through things. And I, and I was saying, you know, uh, I was like, you know, uh, my, 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 my grandmother have always taught us and the old saints always says is that when you hear a dove uh, as they call it a dove crying that means that death is near and and so I'm asleep that that's how fear do the enemy use anything I'm asleep this just a few nights ago and about three or four it was about 4 30 in the morning because I remember looking at the clock and I heard it woo, 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 you know and I'm like wow I never heard a dove this time of morning. I woke up out of my sleep and, and heard it again. Then I started praying. I said, Lord, you know what? Give me strength. 
You know, and I was telling my wife the other day, you know, about it, you know, and I heard the dove. So when you don't have uh, knowledge, and it's because I don't know what's going on, but then the knowledge came when we started talking. I think it was about, what, four, something, about one something that morning. Uh, she had got up, and then when she came back to bed, uh, I was laying there, I woke, and I went to talking to her about it. And I said, you know what, it kind of reminds me of your brother. The same thing. And then we start sharing information, and when she started talking to me, that was knowledge. So, you know, I was like, okay, Lord, you know what? It's whatever your will is, but I need peace about it, you know, that I may understand. And so once you get the knowledge, knowledge will let you master fear, and then you would, you would, you would have it. So those are the things you have to understand is when you allow him to come in. So with all of this, he said, peace be still. His all potent words resulted in the wind ceasing and so great was the serenity resulting. Jesus asked them why they were so fearful, lacking faith. Your faith is if you trusting in God. And it's okay. There's areas in my life that has to be strengthened and approved. You know, it just lets you know where you need to put more of your trust at in God. See, we trust the law enforcement agencies. So we say I'm good because of something happened at my house. I'll just call the police. You know how when you get into it with someone uh, and, and it escalates? And you say, I'll just call the police. Your faith is that the police, you're going to call them. It's no doubt that they're going to come. But have we ever thought that we have so much confidence that the police is not there, but it gives us the serenity and, 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 and the peace just to think, I'm going to call the police. Because we feel that there's going to put fear in whomever, or we feel comfortable just to know I could call the police. But have we ever thought that the crime could be committed before the police even get there? Sometimes it takes them 15 to 30 minutes to even get there. It's not that you're on a radar and they can tell when something is going on at your house and they're going to be right there around the corner or standing right there next to you. And while you're going through it, <clears throat> Can you imagine you saying, I'll call the police, and you pick up your phone, they could end your life right there. But now watch this. God is with you everywhere. Even in the midst of your chaos, God is right there. When Daniel was in the lion's den, God was right there. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fire furnace, God was right there. Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. His spirit dwells in us. That's why we have to trust in him. When my son used to leave the house, and I'm like, you know, my son don't know, bless his heart. He often sounds good. He means well. Uh, he be saying, you know, mama, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hood. I'm right, son, you're not hood. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm hard. Son, no, you're not. You was born and raised in the suburbs. Nah, you just don't know. Son, look, your grandma just kept you in the hood only for a few hours of day while we go to work. You didn't roam the streets. You didn't roam the neighborhoods. You haven't been shot at. You haven't fought. 
you know, uh, son, you, you're not, you know. He said, yeah, yeah, no, son, you're not. You, you, I, I, I hate to be the one to tell you, but look, you were born and raised in the suburbs. You were born in the women's hospital. Your daddy was born in Jefferson Davis Hospital. Lived in third ward, fifth ward, hung out in fourth ward, hung out in, in Acres Home, down in the bottom, everywhere. Drove with a rifle, kept a gun, fought just about three days out of a week. You know, know what it is to be shot at. You know, so son, no, you, you wouldn't. So one day the, the test came. I had to go to fifth ward, down such such. I said, oh yeah, I said, yeah, that was one of my stumping grounds. You know, Freeman Town, French Town, Fifth Ward, down bottom, ugh. Trinity God raised. But son, be careful where you're going. If you, yeah, yeah, I checked it out. It's like, it's, I said, where you going? No, nah, I don't think I'm going. I said, well, I thought you said you hood raised. Go on down there. You know, just be careful. I say, and when you look at somebody, don't look down and don't say how you doing, just uh, what's up, you know. You know, I, I say don't show no signs of fear because they can easily detect if you're not down in there. Now, you may get away depending on what group you're dealing with. If you call out a few names, you might want to call out your last name, Baines, because your last name rung a whole lot of bells from Trinity Garden through all of that, Acres Home and all of that stuff, you know. Your grandfather and your great-grandfather and great-uncles all got names. You might want to ring names, Thomas and all of that stuff. But other than that, I prefer for you to stay away. Well, after he kind of, I don't know if he Googled it to look at it on real live what it looked like. Well, he didn't go down there, Deacon Darrell. <laughs> he stayed away from it. So what I do is that when he would leave the house and don't come back early, I used to half sleep until he make it in. Then all of at once I just start praying. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm going to sleep. I'm gonna put this boy, my son, in your hands. You watch over him. Please keep him safe and let him go where he's going and return home safe. That's how you master fear. You know, every time you hear sirens, I would think, I wonder, is it him? And the way he drives especially. So I had to, that's how you master fear, is you trust in Jesus. Through everything. Even with my grandchildren. I'm like, man, I can't be with them all through the day. I'm wondering, you know, making sure they're okay at school and all of that. I just put them in the hands of the Lord. And ask the Lord to watch over them. So this is, as, as I come to a close, you know, the presence of faith towards fear and doubt. See, all, his all potent words, Jesus had, stop the wind from ceasing. And that was great serenity from him. And Jesus asked them why they were so fearful, lacking faith. The presence of faith, again, towards fear and doubt. It used to be a song they sing in the Baptist church that say, uh, ain't it a wonder about Jesus? Ain't it a wonder about Jesus? Ain't it a wonder about Jesus in my heart? You know, you can't make me doubt him. 
because I know too much about him. We need to get to know more about Christ our Lord. Again, the presence of faith towards fear and doubt. It will cause the believer to be confident even when the situation seems unforgiving. And, and what we have to do is march forward today because we can. Because we're marching in the name of Jesus. Because we're no longer going to let fear dominate us because whatever we don't have knowledge of one thing we do we have our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ will you stand with me and let's give the Lord a hand clap for just to thank him for his goodness and his kindness and his mercy for all that he have done let us pray together father we thank you for this time that we're spent with you it was so precious to our faith to hear your words your potent words being spoken today we thank you for your holy spirit father i pray now that everyone that is here and watching afar off and near that they will develop and build a secured relationship with you not by what they have just heard from others but what they have heard your spirit have said through your word for your word says they that has an ear let them hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in all that we have heard that have caused this world to become restless. And through restlessness, God, we know it is a setup for recklessness. So, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name for peace in the hearts of your people in this world that you will give them knowledge release it through your leaders your apostles your prophets your evangelists your pastors your teachers your deacons your lay people that they will encourage everyone with your word to trust in you and God I pray that your hand will still be upon our leaders in this world in every capacity God that you will bring us together in unity of your knowledge God that we can understand God what your will is and what your purpose is we give ourselves to you we trust you with our lives and with every decision we make. We pray that we don't make it in a rushing decision, but we'll make it with wisdom and knowledge and much prayer. In Jesus' name, I speak blessings on this whole world. Almighty God, in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, I speak peace. Amen. Man. Well, we want to say good night to everyone. Hope you had a wonderful evening. Thank you for allowing us to spend this time with you. We look forward to seeing you Sunday. Don't forget, you can tune in to our broadcast on social media or ChristianWorld.com, uh, 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 ChristianWorldMedia.com, or you can tune in uh, on uh, Roku TV. God bless you. Good night.